Yo, 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 what up, baby? Welcome back to another episode of Football Without Hesitation. Your look at the San Jose Earthquakes of Major League Soccer. And, oof, what a what a time to be alive and be a Quakes fan, right? She's not real. I, I mean, shit, I've said this before. We're all just full, just scar tissue by now. We're just all hunks of scar tissue. You can't hurt us. You can't hurt the unliving. Um, and of course I say that because after two draws, San Jose Earthquakes whew, got their asses handed to them once again. Uh, yeah, dude, the Quakes, they, they am classico. They, they drew against Galaxy, whatever. It wasn't the most exciting, but hey, you don't, you don't lose the Galaxy. It's always a good day. Then they tied Portland. Uh, at home and on, on last Wednesday, and then, then they came right back to play on Saturday. And Portland just molly whopped them five to one. It was a five to one or oh six to one. What? A, oh my god! I'm, I'm over here trying to give them less credit. Six to one. They've lost six to one to Portland. Seven to one to Seattle. They've had some fucking whew. damn. Um, but what? Here I come on. I I was sitting here in the studio, just listening to music, trying to figure out, trying to gather my thoughts of of how I'm gonna put it, so I don't come across like a total stooge, a total homer, um, and also like not like a not indifferent. Like I, I'm, I still am very interested in this team, um. Because basically what I'm going to say is that this, to do the old Dennis Green, the Quakes are who we thought they are. The, the Quakes are, the Quakes, I don't know, that 5-1 to one loss to Portland, while, yeah, dude, 5-1 to one Portland, 7-1 to one Seattle, those are fucking embarrassing numbers. That That is a terrible, embarrassing number. Um, th- that's not unexpected. And that's not anything that's going to change soon, especially... As long as Almeida's on the as the manager, and honestly, I'm okay with that. <laughs> I, I think the Quakes are still better off than any other manager or any other. I mean, who else would want to come to San Jose right now? Matias Almeida is the best thing for the San Jose Earthquakes. I know that's going to drive people crazy because he's not going to change. He's not going to change his system. There's no need to change a system. That system is successful. That is a, <laughs> that is a winning system. And it's not only where he's been before, not only at Banfield or Chivas, but also in San Jose. We saw it last season. When the, the, the team's in shape, when they're playing the system correctly, they are one of the better teams in the league with the current roster. Um, unfortunately, because of the roster the and the style that they play, when they lose, they lose bad. And I feel like I'm on repeat. I feel like every week now that I come on here and talk, I feel like I'm saying that. And, and, and believe me, I, I, I hear it. I hear it. If, if you're annoyed by that. Um, but I, I, anyway, to show that and it's so stupid i mean stats are such a stats are such a not not the best way i guess to see 
to see everything. You know, they're just numbers. And especially if you just look at a couple of numbers, it's not going to be, you're not going to see the whole, the whole point, but, um, or the whole story, I guess is what I'm trying to get at. But anyway, just to show to me, the, the quick, you know, when I get the stats and I didn't get to watch a Quakes game and uh, during the Almeida uh, era, they're just like four or five stats that I look at to see if I feel that the team played the match like they wanted to. And what I look at is passes. The Quakes had have to have at least 450 passes in a match for them to to be playing how they want. Their passing accuracy has to be high. High high 70s, low 80 percentage um possession they 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 dominate the possession um and also if you look at the shots they they should all definitely be taking a lot of shots i look at those numbers and win or lose to me that that just shows if the quakes played how they wanted to and and you can see it that i mean i so i looked at this loss, this five, this six to one loss to Portland, I looked at the one one to one draw the Wednesday before that, and then the two to one when they beat Chicago way back. The Quakes' last victory was July nineteenth. If you weren't sad enough, um, yeah. So the last time the Quakes won, they they beat Chicago two to nothing. It was a pretty, you know, the Quakes dominated that that game and so just looking at those numbers you know those numbers that i was just talking about this six to one loss to portland they they dominated the possession 61 percent their passing accuracy was 85 percent you know very good passing and their total passes were at 472 so right right at that limit of 450 that that i say is to show and 11 shots um, you know, which is decent. I mean, they gave up 18 and <laughs> nine on target. Holy fuck. That's see. So again, to me, looking at that, that, that is obviously that the, again, Portland just teed off, um, just got the ball, ran at the other side and, and teed off. And the quakes defense was fucking decimated. The quakes were fucking decimate. I mean, not just the defense, but the whole team, the defense itself is, is, is a weak point on the team anyway. And for it to be, I mean, without Grom, Grom Kasia, I know he, he's, he's missed a lot this, this season, but he's just such a huge presence and he just allows different players to play in different places on the pitch and just changes the whole defense um so so anyway yeah that's the that shows me that that that's the anomaly there the quakes coming in with poor defense and it was already hurt and not making excuses not saying okay you put Graham Kwasi there all of a sudden the quakes are back to that to to being toe to toe with with Portland, no, the a huge part of why the Portland won six to one is because Portland just has a much better team. It fucking sucks to say, dude. As a, like I said, every I I stare at a Quakes flag in my studio every time. I have it right in front of me when I record. Uh, that's just where it is on the wall. So 
it, it fucking pains me to say that as as a longtime season ticket holder, as a Quakes fucking lover. You know, I fucking love this team. It, it pains me to, to say the reality that that bottom line, you know, just from from best player to, to number 23 or whatever. Portland, it just they're just better all around. And, and I've said it before and, and I'll keep saying it again. It, it's frustrating. It, you know, but that's how it's going to be with as long as Almeida's here playing that style. Whenever the Quakes come up against teams that just have better rosters than them, it, it's going to be bad. Or it has the potential to be bad. It's not necessarily that it's going to be bad all the time. That's the great thing about the Quakes. And that's what's so strange is, okay, the, the Quakes play Colorado tomorrow or today, actually. This episode will come out on Wednesday. So the Quakes play Colorado today. Even if they played Portland again, actually Portland would be tough because obviously they're better. Um, but I, I still, the Quakes can you know, if they are able to execute their system, if 11 of those shots instead of four of them being on target, if more of them are on target and a couple go in, the Quakes are capable of beating just about anybody in the league. Um, but the reality is, again, when, when they play better, the better teams, most of the time they're going to struggle. And some of the times they're just gonna get steamrolled, um, but that that's just that's that's part of of the the aggressive you know nature of the team, and that's exactly what happened against against Portland. Portland just they they took their opportunities. Sixty six percent of their shots on target went in. Um, and so what what can you do? What what can you do? You can't you can't force the team to to spend more money wisely. And I know um, I I've seen people online are like, well, this isn't really a low spending team, and it's really not. If you if you look at the just the, the roster, the cost of the roster, um, so that again that might that may show that the money isn't being invested correctly on in the right players. If they're if they're paying enough. You know, again, if they're they're not a low spending team, then are we getting the output for the dollars spent? How are they figuring that? Um, also, that's just part of it. You know, just what's spent on the roster is just such a small part of what is spent on the team as a whole. I mean, how's the training staff? How's the rest of the technical staff? Um, how are the facilities? Dude, I, as much as I love Earthquake Stadium, which is still in the middle of one of the wealthiest regions in the world, I don't, may, may, again, it's weird times. People aren't really spending money, I guess. Um, but anyway, th that stadium opened up in 2015. That's five years ago now. It, it looks identical identical to to when it opened um, i mean yeah what did they put that bar up there in the corner to charge people more money to see their team get their ass kicked um they spent a uh, what must whatever it was even if it was 10 bucks it was a, a it was a stupid sum to spend on that giant drum 
I mean, I, I don't care, whatever. I'm down for the drum. If you have a plan for it, I'll just buy a giant drum and just stick it in the corner and be like, I don't know. Every once in a while, we'll send an intern to go bang on it. Um, I mean, come on, dude. So, so many, you know, several teams have joined. Several teams are going to join. New stadiums have opened up. The MLS experience is different than it was in 2015. And the Quakes have invested very little. And I know it's a it's an ongoing construction site where they're at. Or, you know, I don't know, maybe there's plans. But it's not just the spending on the roster. The, this team just doesn't seem to spend on anything. On anything. And I, I go back and I'm not I'm not trying to push my writing or anything but when i was doing research for an article about actually how what was then called a via stadium was built um it just blew my mind looking at a city document and the city when the, the earthquakes first presented uh the stadium plans to them the city was like you've got to be joking you gotta be joking they said this looks like a a basic you know kind um what do they call it? I th I think they said a, maybe a, a pub like a stadium built like a what would be a public part pu public private partnership, or like a mun municipal stadium. It it was very, it was pretty harsh words, saying we are a world class city. We expect better. We expect expect a world class stadium. They tweaked it around and that's what ultimately became Avaya Stadium. But anyway. I, I don't know. When I see stuff like that, it, it's just like there's so the, this team's just going to be like this under this current ownership. It it just it doesn't matter what general manager you bring in. It doesn't matter what manager to manage the team you bring in. It doesn't matter which DP which nobody's going to fucking sign for San Jose. It doesn't it it's it doesn't matter unless you have an ownership that buys into the fact that Major League Soccer is a growing league and it takes more investment every year to keep up. Until then, we're going to have six to one losses to the teams that do give a fuck or that have ownership that gives a fuck like Portland, like LAFCs, like Minnesota United's. Um, and I, I don't know. I wish I, <laughs> I wish I had, <laughs> I wish I had sunnier news. Uh, I, you know, but that, that's what it is. I, I don't care. I, I don't you know I like I said I, I I can't change you again you whoever's listening you have to make a decision as a fan it's perfectly fine to give up I mean there's no there's no shame in that fuck that don't switch teams there's shame in that there is a lot of shame in that but there's no shame in stopping paying attention to the club why pay attention to a club that the fucking owners themselves aren't gonna pay attention to you know. I, you know, I just because I keep watching doesn't mean that I look down on anyone or shame anybody who gives up. Fuck that. This is this is a poor quality product. 
There's no reason to tune in. You know how embarrassing it is to go to whatever fucking bar that I can find that's socially distant or whatever the hell with a television. There's probably like two bars in this city that has that. And to convince them to put on a Quakes game just to see them get their asses kicked. That fucking sucks. So I I, can't, I don't blame you for just being like, hey, uh, it's a basketball game on. You know, I think the playoffs are on or put it on some baseball. Um, But for those that do stay, welcome, baby. I like you. I don't. I mean, well, I don't like the losses. I, I, I still like that the league is improving. I like. <laughs> I mean, four years ago, five years ago, Quakes ain't getting their ass kicked five, six to one, seven to one. They're losing three or four to one. This this league has gotten that much better. That's dude. That's how you're gonna do it. You're gonna do like the. That's like how you, that's the, how you decide, what's that? I don't know how you come up with the, what the term is, but like, that's how you're going to decide how good the league is getting is by how much the average ass kicking of the quakes is. So it's like, Hey, look, they're, they're, they're losing on average by two goals a game next season, three goals leagues getting better. <laughs> uh, that's how bad it is. Um, yeah, dude. That that's that's what it is. There are there are still teams that they're gonna be better than. There's still gonna be games where they're gonna win four to two. That's gonna be fucking exciting as fuck. Wando's gonna get a brace. Um but a lot of the time it's gonna be either very close or Hang on tight and and hope it doesn't go into the double digits. Um, that that can be you know that 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 doesn't necessarily like need a change of ownership. That you can definitely there's still changes to the roster that can be made with the current money that's being spent and with the current owners to at least make the team more competitive. But I mean, come on, it's not. I'm not making excuses for the team. But dude, if you've lived, if you're living over here in Northern California, dude, we've had COVID, we've had wildfires. This team, you saw it last season. It takes a while for this team to gel. This team is like a, like one of them indie cars, you know, or like a NASCAR, even, you know, they're like finely tuned machines. Any little thing, or or they're like a helicopter blades, you know, helicopter rotors perfectly balanced any little fucking imperfection anything just throws the whole system off and so that's why when you when you have better players the system is actually pretty rather you know relatively successful which has led to to you know championships again at chivas at banfield um so it it can win, but you, you got to bring in the team. You got to bring it. You got to bring them in. Um. So anyway, let, let me. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I went on this fucking rant. I was over here trying to prove my fucking stat point. So so looking back at the stats. So this loss 
Quakes, 470 passes, 85% passing, 61 percent 61% possession dominated it, dominated their opponent, but got their asses handed to him. Just three days earlier, same deal. 503 passes, 86% passing accuracy, 64% possession, 19 shots, which, again, at this point, then Timbers were at six. That is a classic Quakes uh, result based on those four numbers again. That's very slanted, of course. Um, But yeah, so you can see right there, the the Quakes played how they wanted to. And they they got the result. They got a point against a very good team in Portland. And then, uh, again, way back in July when they they actually beat a team that they are better than, the same thing. 475 passes, 80% accuracy, 63% possession, 11 shots, all, you know, better than their opponent, and they beat Chicago 2 to nothing. So that's that's what the Quakes are. You know the Quakes are going to pass it around. They're going to they're going to start again from the back, try to pass it up, try to you know try to pass it up through Christian Ewell to Espinosa, and then fling it in. It's it's really not some kind of complicated formula. If I can figure it out, and I'm a dumbass, it's you know anybody can. There's there's no there's no hiding it. Uh, Almeida is very upfront saying. That's how we play, and I'm you know I'm not changing anything. Um, it really just when it when they have an opportunity to practice regularly, when they're clicking, when the team is healthy, they are one of the better teams because of the system. But when they don't get to practice regularly and they're playing a match every four days. And they're injured, and it's just Corona, and they keep playing the best teams. Uh, dude, they're playing, I mean, yeah, they're playing Colorado today. But then you got LAFC, Galaxy, Vancouver, Portland, Galaxy, Seattle, Vancouver, RSL, LAFC, and Seattle. That is a motherfucking gauntlet. So I'm not making any excuses for this team. I'm not saying that they get a pass on these poor results. Fuck that. <laughs> you know, they I expect better. But if you look at it in realistically, even if they play the way they want to, if they're playing a team with better players, it's it's gonna be a long shot at best. When they play teams around their level, they're gonna be pretty good. If if yeah, if they're playing their way and they they got a full roster, they have a very good chance of beating most teams again that are around their level. But the again quote unquote elite teams that are emerging out of the league, you're again it's, you're at a long shot just to be in the match. And. And again, it could be different. I'm sure bringing a different coach, 
plays more conservatively, more whatever, you know, just a generic 4-3-3 and puts Wando up top and just whatever, just tries to do what he can or just, you know, just what he learned. Um, then the, the Quakes actually might not lose so bad. They might have better results against, team, against teams with better rosters, but it, the, it wouldn't be the, the same exciting uh, type of soccer that can potentially be played. Only to, to not make it to the only to not make it to the playoffs anyway and only to not play your youngsters Almeida is not afraid to put a 16 year old in and look Cade Cowell scored a fucking goal um, so anyway that's my disjointed rant of the week there's you know it's it's gonna be you, you can't fire Almeida. Almeida doesn't want to go anywhere. I'm, dude, and that, that's where I don't... I, <laughs> again, I'm not trying to stooge for Almeida. Fuck that. Matias Almeida is not immune to criticism. And he... I've... You know, there's definitely criticism. Sometimes I've seen matches where I'm like, dude, it's obvious that what you want to do with this player is not working. And he's stubborn to substitute. He'll wait until, you know, he loves to substitute in the, between the 60th and 70th minute. And he lo- and sometimes he'll, he'll seem to want to wait there. And then the, the player he subs in has an immediate impact and but doesn't have enough time to actually impact the end. And you're just like, fuck, dude, you knew it wasn't working. I could I over here in fucking section 118 saw that it wasn't working. You should have done this before. You cost your team some points. I've I've seen that. So again, Almeida is definitely not immune to criticism. He has made mistakes. But one thing that I've definitely have seen since the first press conference he did is he is honest and he is unflinching. I don't know. He he doesn't change. He doesn't change. You 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 when he says something. As outrageous as it might sound, which I mean, he doesn't really say outrageous things, but if I mean, whatever he says, you have to take him for his word because everything I've seen, he's been he's been completely honest. You know, when when he didn't come out because because he had a headache, they said after the six one loss, of course, a bunch of people can say, of course, your team has got your ass handed to you. You're not going to go sit out there and, and face the press. Fuck that. I Almeida would have said that. Almeida said would have said I have I have nothing to say to them. I'm staying in. He said he had a headache. I I honestly believe he had a headache. I only say that just because I think that that's just the kind of person he is. So a couple things came out this week that that made that you know were interesting tidbits about Almeida. And he he fully admitted that there is a talent gap between the the Quakes and the bigger spending teams. And so that's what I think it's, this is, you know, where I'm like, it's not just me that is seeing this, that like, dude, when they play better, quote unquote, better teams, it's going to be very difficult for them to be competitive. It's not just me saying that from looking at numbers. It's me saying that because that's what the manager's fucking saying. 
So I don't know. You could try to read between the lines, but I, like I've said, everything I've heard from this cat is pretty straightforward. On top of that, it comes out that he turned down the Ecuadorian national team job. Not the most prestigious fucking position out there, but it it's a national team position. Definitely a way to increase your name in, in Central or in South America. And... And he said, no, I have a contract in San Jose and I'm going to fulfill it. I honestly hope, I mean, I have absolutely no knowledge on this, but I hope that he understands the wackiness of this season and gives us one more season, just like Wando. I have a feeling Wando should come back. He didn't, this was just too strange. Um, give you know Almeida another season. A full season, he'll be able to train everybody up. We'll have an, I don't know how, when the regular, because this the schedule came out until November eighth. Uh, let's be real, if there's a playoffs, the Quakes are not going to be involved in it, and so they have from December to next February, early March. I don't know how where the world will be at that point. I don't know if anything will be open or if training will be available, but hopefully things will be much more normal and we can have a full season of the San Jose Earthquakes with Matias Almeida's system. <coughs> and to see what what is really possible. There's uh, time to make some changes on the roster. Like I said, I really doubt there's some kind of golden ticket type signing that that'll come in and change everything. And if if there is, it would be to the detriment of of another part of the roster, which will affect the depth. And so, I don't know. Surprise me, ownership. Surprise me. But anyway, I'm off my soapbox. Um. Uh, yeah, Quakes are playing tonight, playing Colorado, who they they tied uh, on the 5th. They tied with them on the 5th. Kai Kamara, who scored, is gone. So, yeah, <laughs> by virtue of that, the Quakes should win. Um, so, yeah, we'll see, man. I'm, I don't know. I'll be there. I'll be there till November 8th and next season and until my heart keeps going. But for now, I'm signing off. We'll catch you on next week. Peace.